Hello and welcome to the In The Deep End podcast. I'm Jesse, this is Damiano. What have we got today? Hello everyone. So today we've got a couple of topics which uh, should be interesting to discuss. And so for our first uh, video format, we would like to do something a little bit more general, as we say, as a couple of topics. So we will like to discuss the Nintendo Switch. Uh, so what games did we play? What games did we like the Nintendo Switch? Is the new OLED model worth it and all that? And also look at an adventure game. What is it, Jesse? It's unforeseen incidents from application systems. But first, I bought a Switch OLED, Damiano. Oh, you're splurging again. Oh, God. I I will let you in on a secret that this is like my fifth Switch. Fifth Switch? What um, happened? I just keep buying Switches. <laughs> and uh, I can't stop buying Switches, right? I had... Oh, no. I had the, the version one, the original. Uh -huh. I, I, and and this is the thing. I'm not even a Nintendo fan, like fanboy. You know, like Nintendo's fine, but um, I had the original. It was fine. Then the V2 mm -hmm. came out, right? The one with the increased battery life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I bought the Animal Crossing version of that, mm -hmm. having never played Animal Crossing in my life. Uh, it got a good sort of two two weeks use, so then never never saw the light of day. Uh, so I thought I don't play my Switch. Uh, I sold that, even though I'm a huge fan of Splatoon. Right, I'll say that ahead. I, I'm a I'm a big fan of Splatoon. Um, okay. Then I bought a Switch Lite because I thought I don't need the TV capability. Right, I managed mm. to get one like cheap, and uh, then the Switch OLED came out, and I was like, oh. And then I thought I'll wait for the Steam Deck. Uh, that didn't happen. I mean, I saw the OLED in stock on Amazon. And I just bought the OLED because I'm bored. I want new Nintendo hardware. I want. <laughs> I just want stuff. But I'll tell you what, it's worth the upgrade. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that more than hmm. more later. But it's worth Spoilers the spoilers alert. Upgrade. But yeah, uh, first I, I want to kind of go through. We'll talk about unforeseen incidents, which is a a good adventure game in my opinion. But I think Damiano has. Uh, a different kind of idea about that. Uh, an off-base opinion, yes. Um, yeah, but you know, yes. so it came out back in 2017, right? Yeah. I think 2017. Mm. Why didn't you like it? Uh, I'll have to dig my memories. Um, I played it quite a bit. I think at least uh, two or three hours. It's not a very long game, so I think two or three hours were enough to like, you know, gain uh, to sort of gauge my interest. But it, um, I remember the plot was fine, was interesting, was a bit different from the usual point-and-click fare. Uh, but I think it was something in the puzzle that uh, put me off quite quick quickly that I didn't really get that interested. Then I saw everyone was just very enthusiastic about it, saying, oh, this is great, this is great. And unfortunately, the way my personality works is that when everyone does that, I get turned off basically very, very quickly. 
and uh so yeah i didn't play it again it's not like a it's not like i don't like it maybe that's uh that's too strong an opinion for something that's been you know quite a few years back uh but yeah i wasn't uh really interested just to, to like seeing it through see it to the end so what's your what's your opinion instead so you you liked it so what did you like uh <clears throat> i mean adventure games are few and far between these days I I already played this on PC when it came out, and mm -hmm. I I quite I enjoyed it. Mm. I think the art is really really good. The art is good. Uh, I really love that art style. It's kind of like a telltale drawn. I don't know how you would say it, but it, there's it's quite obviously like a sketched art style with comic sans mm -hmm. Um You know, it's it's good, and I think it's interesting. I think the story is interesting. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But the Switch version, right? So this mm -hmm. is where it, we kind of collide here. That now, it looks amazing on the OLED. The art really comes to life, and uh, it pops. It really pops, and and that's kind of what I was going to say. I will go on to say about the OLED later, um, which is. It just makes everything look amazing. But they... The Switch controls are not great. Mm, so you use but... the left analog stick to move uh -huh. uh, Harper, the main character, around. But you use the right analog stick to move a cursor around like you would a computer mouse. Mm -hmm. And I thought... That was... Like, it's too weird mm. because it's like I, I've also been playing Siberia, the so this the ports of that adventure game, and you move around, but then you press mm -hmm. an A on things. They've changed it so you can walk right up and just press a button like a normal game, but they haven't done that for unforeseen incidents. Mm. And it's a real letdown because it's it's really slow, like a computer mouse, you can you move your own mouse at the speed you want uh but with a an analog stick it's just really slow watching it go across the screen but did, did they implement touch controls i haven't checked but i don't think so mm, I mean, maybe that, that, i'll check that, that, that next episode that's something i was talking about with the developer of uh, inspector waffles and uh i i mentioned to him that i actually appreciated switch inspector waffles actually has touch controls which work really well i i mean personally i think way better than just using the controllers um so, so i was like but is it a lot of work to implement touch control adventure game because i've seen not many developers when they port their point and clicks to switch actually do that which i would think would be the first thing because yeah, it makes so much sense for a point and click to use touch controls. I mean, for other games, probably not, but you know, point and click are made for touch controls. Come on, for touch screen. Um, and it was like, no, it's not a lot of work. So, I mean, I it was like, I actually didn't think about it. And then the, my publisher actually said, can you implement touch controls? And then I did. So that maybe some developers don't actually think that that would work, but you know, if any developers out there is watching, listening, then please 
do implement touch controls on the Switch because they're pretty good. For your point of clicks, of course. Only for your point of clicks. Really? I I'd like... If you like... Why do you like touch controls? Because I have a, I have a thing, right, about... Um, I don't want to touch my screen and, like, dirty it up. Is that a thing for you, or am I just crazy? You're crazy. Uh, and you're also just on the surface of uh, the sun, apparently. Um, yeah, you're all white and stuff. Uh, but... Uh, I mean, I, I don't play with touch controls because basically my docked 95% of the time, so <laughs> I don't actually use touch controls. But it's something that's good to have, I think. I mean, if you're playing on the go, uh, it's great to have touch controls. I mean, if you're playing on the plane, playing on the plane, plane, plane. Um, yeah, just on the go, it's uh, it's quite convenient, I think. Uh, point is, I've never mostly played on the go these days for obvious reason because you can travel uh, again. Uh, so I don't have much use for that. So it's not like I like I I'm a fan of touch controls, but they make sense for adventure games. That's all. Uh, it's a good point, I guess. I mean, I never thought of that, but. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so basically the summary is that Unforeseen Incidents is a good game, but I I wouldn't play it on the Switch at the moment unless it has touch controls and you enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> but my experience was not a big fan. Still a good game. Uh, and it's a shame because everything does suit the Switch. Um, you know, games like this, like Clear Indies, but... You know, how about we move on? You tell me okay. some of your favorite Switch games. Uh, okay, so the first uh, Switch game I got is an obvious one. It was uh, Super Mario Odyssey, which, uh, I mean, it's not my favorite Super Mario game, of course. I mean, I don't think it, it's small. It's, anyone's favorite Mario game. Maybe someone, I don't know. But it's not got this great hardcore fans. It's a good game. It's well, very well designed. It's got a, the usual uh, slew of great Nintendo ideas. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's missing something. It feels like all it does doesn't really click in the end, at least for me. Uh, I... I yeah, again, it's a good game. It uses the Switch in a sensible way and all of that, so it um, makes sense. I mean, it's pretty good. Um, so, my, well, for my favorite uh, games on the Switch, the first one I would say is uh, yeah, kind of obscure because, yeah, it's me. What a surprise. Uh, it's uh, Luminous Remastered. Luminous it was, the I think, one of the I don't remember if it was one of the launch titles on the PlayStation Port or something, but yeah, it was one heavily featured title on the PlayStation Port. So it, it's interesting to see what was a big Sony franchise on a Nintendo Switch. And uh, I mean, the soundtrack is that's more recent Luminous offerings, even though there's not recent <laughs> Luminous offerings, I guess, anymore, unfortunately, because I, I like it. Uh, have you played Luminous ever? No, no, I've I've never played hmm. it, so this is interesting to me. 
Okay, so basically Lumen is, is like uh, Tetris with music. Basically, you play a sort of version of Tetris, but with just two, you just have to match the colors. So it's a bit, bit more like columns, maybe. Well, dipping into old stuff here. Um, so yeah, just match the colors and you get all these blocks uh, that yeah, fall constantly. But you get like, um, uh, like a music timeline. So the, the music just repeats. With the, this timeline just goes with the beat of the music so you have to make like as as many matches as possible before the beat repeats so there's like slower songs when you get more time to actually make matches and then of course faster songs when it's much the beat is much faster and you get less time and you would think you know having slower songs is easier because you know you have more time to do bonuses and get combos and stuff but it's actually harder because uh, if the timeline doesn't end, so if the beat doesn't repeat, your screen doesn't get cleared of the matches you've made, so you risk actually you know, overflowing the screen and losing the match. So I, I think it works quite well on the Switch, of course, so it's great both on Go and uh, on the on the TV screen. Again, not a fantastic soundtrack, uh, but yeah, pretty good game. Uh, well, another big thing I play on the Switch, I played on the Switch all the time because this is the perfect game on the go, is The Binding of Isaac. Oh, which again, which I again is pretty. I've played this. I, I, I'm really interested to uh, to hear your thoughts on this because I'm not a huge fan of this, and I know you are. Yeah. Um. First thing first, it's interesting to see uh, a. A title so extreme as the binding of isaac you know that features piss shit vomit <laughs> every liquid you can imagine yeah uh on a nintendo console so it makes you i mean if you're an old nintendo fan i'm not but you know i remember the times when nintendo would never feature something like that on their consoles so it's uh, interesting to see something like that on the switch um but yeah i mean uh it works okay on the Switch. Funny thing is that in the, you know, sometimes when there's a lot of graphical effects, the game fucking, sorry, I swear, but yeah, fucking slows down to a crawl. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, that it shouldn't do that, but I think it does that on the PC as well. So, uh, But uh, yeah, so you want to know what do I like about Binding of Isaac? I, for me, it's... Uh, I mean, The Binding of Isaac is basically the, the original Legend of Zelda remixed. That's all it is. With a few bells and whistles and piss and shit. But, and Satan. But that's uh, basically, the, you know, the dungeons in the Legend of that, the, that That's basically The Binding of Isaac. So my enemies are basically copied and pasted from The Legend of Zelda. God. And, um, but I think it works because it marries the it's strong idea at the base, so of the whole religious game, because Edmund, the, the developer, grew up in a strong Catholic right, family. Yeah. So all his upbringing is basically just transported in that game. <laughs> I remember an old uh, interview with, uh, with 
mother that said, oh my God, did I traumatize my son so much that uh, it, it made this horrible game? I think it was in the like, indie game, the movie. Well, we're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, all good, shit here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I think it marries that idea and the design of the game so well. I mean, it's, like, it's really like someone going back to its roots. So like The Legend of Zelda, that plays a kid, uh, influenced, married with my Catholic upbringing. Uh, I think it works really well in that. Of course, it's repetitive. Of course, it's a roguelite, so it's hard, it's difficult, it punishes you, blah, 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 and some runs are fucking awful. But uh, ah, what do I have to? What do you have to do? And it, and it's interesting because it's a, a game that has a lot of fans, but still, there's been nothing like it, really. I mean, I've played a lot of roguelites since the release of Binding of Isaac because the original release of Binding of Isaac is like the Flash game was two thousand. Eight, something like that, 2007, so old, 15 years ago, something like that. Uh, but there's been nothing like it ever since. Uh, you know, like a kind of it's true, it's true. old school rock light, uh, kind, of, kind of a unique art, unique vibe. There's been nothing like it. So it does something right, <laughs> in my experience. Um, so the last game I would uh, actually like to to mention is uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 and that was very interesting I was never yes I was never a big Luigi's Mansion fan truth be told I only played the 3DS one I never played the GameCube one which uh, some people have said it's not that good uh, but 3 is very good I, I like the ideas uh, I think it works I mean it it kind of picks up on what I was saying about Super Mario Odyssey in that it does there's many interesting Nintendo ideas, the usual kind of gameplay, platforming stuff. Uh, but it does that really well, and it also makes you want to collect all old stuff and find secrets. And uh, I like more the horror vibe, rather than strange like metrosexual vibe that we're going for in Super Mario Odyssey, which I didn't understand. Um, so yeah, it uh, was really good. I, actually, thinking talking about it makes me play it again. So your turn now, Jesse. What are your favorite Nintendo Switch games? Which I, of course, for every game that you mentioned, you bought five copies, right? <laughs> hey, yeah, sure. I mean, okay. Mine are uh, mine are a mix. So. I also like Super Mario Odyssey. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was not a big fan of Breath of the Wild. Well, okay, Breath of the Wild is good, but uh, it, you know, it's not as good as the other stuff. Um, I love when I think of Nintendo Wii U onwards. Um, mm -hmm. I think of Splatoon. Like, for some reason, it's. I just really love Splatoon. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't explain it. I need help. Like, it's supposed to be for kids, right? And I, I genuinely take it very seriously. I play it. I play the ranked... Well, I used to. I don't play it so much now. I played the ranked mode. And I would get so frustrated. Like, you would see people who are clearly children. Because they'd start the game. And th their parents obviously bought them this game. That they're, where they're like, oh, it's just little fun colours. And you spray paint. And so there's like a, a, a fucking three-year-old going, uh, uh, 
uh, uh, like you're know, looking in the air with gyro controls, and there's me like raging out, going like, "Paint the level!" And like, I I can't get over why people are just so bad at that game. And then you remember, like Mario Kart, that it's a bunch of kids, and I'm the man child playing Splatoon. Um, okay, so we'll have to change the title of the the video to Jesse Bali's Little Kids on. Pretty much, yes. I bully little kids online, yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know. I think it's so original, and I can't wait mm-hmm. for Splatoon three. I think it was a, a, just a genius idea. Now, okay. I I I don't know if this is one of my favorites. Um, but I've been playing Phoenix Wright on your recommendation. And I've never played that before, but I'm playing it on the Switch, which is like mm-hmm. where it belongs. Um, and I, I will honestly, I would say you go out and buy a Switch OLED just to play this game on it. No way! Uh, I won this in uh, in Japan. Although the thing that you 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 put in some money and you an action figurine, so I got one of uh, sort of Miles Edgeworth pointing at you. And being all judgy, as he usually does. Sorry, I interrupted. Go on. No, that's fascinating. Like, we we ah, oh, when we're over, we go. You're taking me to to Tokyo so that I can. Uh, yes, live stream from Tokyo. Yes, <laughs> let's go, baby. Um, but you know, it's one of those. Yeah, Phoenix Wright is a series I've heard loads about, mm-hmm. and everyone goes on about how good it is. And I'm not much of a visual novel person. Uh, but I've like the past sort of, I don't know, four or five days, I've just been playing it every evening for like as long as I can. It's so, it's so good. It's so good. And on the OLED screen, uh, it's just jaw dropping. And, and it's like, how old is that? It came out on the DS, right? So. Well, it's been remastered, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the version I'm playing, but I mean, the game itself is like 15 years old, you know, um, and I just think there's a lot of genius ideas in there. Yeah, and um, actually, if you play the original on DS, uh, there was like this. Um, I mean, the bonus chapter is in, uh, in 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 the the version you're playing as well. But the version that you play on Nintendo DS, the, that five, fifth chapter, because the game ended on the fourth chapter. The, that fifth chapter was like a bonus that they did for the Nintendo DS version because it was actually original release on Game Boy Advance, but only in Japan. Wow. Yeah, the original trilogy actually comes from the game. Uh, so when they ported it on the Switch, also for Europe, they wrote like this new chapter that you used a lot of features on the DS, which was quite fun. So you used the microphone and the touch screen. Uh, and all of that. I don't remember if there was anything about closing it up. I don't think so. But yeah, you use most of the feature. Of course, everything is gone now that's on the Switch because it was all supported on Windows and stuff, so it wasn't possible to do anything like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, as a as you mentioned, I'm a great fan of uh, Phoenix Wright, which is uh, maybe stretching it a bit in that, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the original trilogy. Uh, I'm a bit more on the fence about all the other games released after that, <laughs> because I think none of them captured the 
to uh, what what made the original trilogy so brilliant. Maybe someday when you'll you'll finish the trilogy and play any of the other ones, we'll talk about this again. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's missing something, especially the one on the DS that were released after that, like uh, Apollo Justice was like you know uh, Asa Twenty Four. Uh, that one was uh, not that good. So yeah, uh, even the latest one that I've heard things about uh, that was released last year on exclusive on the Switch that also went out of my way to actually buy a physical copy. Uh, so yeah, I'm trying to you know to support the series as much as I can, even though I kind of lost interest. Uh, I thought it was just okay. I mean, I liked it, but. I even I mean it's been a few months I barely remember anything about it except of course the Italian character that uh, eats spaghetti while he is while he is uh, you what know, else in, would he do in Kurt because yes I mean obviously we we eat spaghetti all the time I mean I actually have a, a plate of spaghetti that's just out of focus but yeah <laughs> just you but yeah go on yes what other games okay I'll mention one more I mean there are there's just tons but I uh, another game I've also been playing. Uh, is Stardew Valley, uh, hmm. which I know you're not keen on either, right? Mm, well, I, I haven't played it for hours. It's just that overall format. I mean, c- kind of game that I don't really love to bits. I mean, I like it, but I don't really go back to it that much. Really? It's just like the endless yeah. game, though. It's, yeah. It's... Uh... It's so good, but also looks amazing on the OLED. Again. Uh, but I don't know. I, I really like Stardew Valley. It, I think it's a better version of Animal Crossing than Animal Crossing. That's a spicy take. <laughs> That's a spicy take. Uh, I'm not an Animal Crossing fan either. <laughs> it's yeah. fine for me. I might even agree. Yeah. I think I think um, Animal Crossing is overhyped. I yes, I could agree with that. Yes, definitely. I mean, there's people that actually spend huge amounts of money just to get items. I'm talking real money here. Uh, to get items for their islands, which is something that I could never understand for the life of me. I mean, you're spending real money to get virtual items. I mean, it's not a new thing. Sure, people have been spending money on virtual items since forever. Uh, you know, or Oblivion or Harmor reference here, insert. Uh, but, uh, oh, I don't know. I just find it so weird. Okay, so I'm going to move on and talk about the Switch OLED now. Go on. I'm a poor boy, so I don't have it. So <laughs> the, you're full, the floor is yours. I can and say then, anything. Yeah, then after, I'll shut up. We'll move on. After that, we'll move on kind of a talk about some more, uh, you know, other little bits. But yeah, so, Switch OLED. So good for what it is, right? I, I, I was not a believer to begin with. I thought they're just sticking an OLED in here and charging more, uh, but it works. Like the screen, like the bigger, it's an inch bigger, which mm-hmm. is, you know, something we'd all like. And it's an OLED screen and it, it really, <laughs> It really, really does pop. It's uh, it's just so it is so good. I would recommend. It is certainly worth it if you have the extra money. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the white, I don't like white things, but I bought the white and it actually looks pretty good. It's, it's, uh, if you don't have a Switch, you should buy it, basically. There's no point in buying the old, the nor- the old normal Switch anymore. Uh, for, for the little bit extra sure. it, it costs you, you might as well buy the OLED. Um, because it's also has 64 gig of storage. So storage is up, has a better stand. It, it's made of like metal now. So it feels really premium. Mm. Um, the screen has like an anti-glare coating as well. Mm. And uh, I don't know, there's something about it that just feels a lot better in the hand. Um Having just come from the, the the Switch Lite as well, I would say if you have a Switch Lite, it's worth it as well. If you sell sell your Switch Lite, uh, I think anyone who's really, if you're really into games, especially Nintendo, and you have a Switch, I think it's worth selling that and putting you know a little bit towards taking that money, saving up a bit, and then buying the OLED. Um, from the light, it is a the screen size is a much bigger jump, and the screen screen quality. The only people it doesn't make sense for is if you already have a normal switch, so you can dock it to the TV. Yeah, and you don't use it so much that you care. Yeah, so you know, it it, it in that at that point it's not really worth it, especially if you don't care. I'm quite a sort of graphics whore. Like I love graphics and uh, and things that look shiny on the TV and and stuff. So that's why I upgraded. If if this had just been a slightly bigger switch, I probably wouldn't have bothered. Um, but the the I would say don't dismiss the OLED upgrade. If you especially, I mean, some people don't notice the difference, but I don't see how you can not notice. It's very very. Um, obvious and uh yeah do you have any input into that Mm, not really i mean uh uh, i think in general if you already have a switch and you basically never played it on docked doesn't make any sense to to upgrade to an oled and i mean sure you get a better stand but (laughs) that's a bit too much money just to get a better but I actually have a spicy question. Why do you think Nintendo didn't do the obvious? So that would be this, the Pro that okay. mentioned the rumored Pro and instead went for a um, lesser upgrade with the OLED. I, I will tell you my honest opinion. And there, yeah, there were a lot of rumors coming from Bloomberg, from Jason Schreier about the pro and everyone was really mad when this was announced um and it was just a screen upgrade i mean nobody saw that coming but i will tell you now there was definitely a pro coming this should have been the pro i think Mm. the the big chip shortage they're having uh in the factories in asia getting hold of all the parts for Mm. you know there's um I don't know offhand, but there's there's chips that go into pretty much every electronic device now, and they all mm-hmm. use the same chips, like from phones to Xboxes to. And there's a yeah. huge shortage, and I think Nintendo. I think this would have been more powerful had they. It would have been the same thing, but more powerful had they been able to get the the parts and the, and source them. But I think eventually, they just said, you know what? Let's just launch it as the OLED. Well, we 
we'll keep the new screen. I, I think that's why it's the price hike. I don't. I think this was intended to, to you know, either replace the old one or you know, at a, or, or be more expensive with uh, more powerful hardware. But I think they made the choice to just go with the, release what they have now. And I think, I mean, we're going to see a new, you know, a Switch Two or a Switch successor by twenty twenty four. I mean, the mm. end of it'll probably be announced next year. Come out, yeah. March or maybe end of this year, but yeah, no sooner than that. No, I mean, judging by Nintendo, this isn't new. Like, Nintendo uh, follow the same pattern. They have very traditional Japanese business practices. I mean, you look at the DS and the 3DS. They they brought out the 3DS, the 3DS XL, the new 3DS, the new 3DS XL, the new 2DS, you know, the 2DS um and it's every year or two and this is what happens this is why i've bought so many and i don't even play that many nintendo games um and i think you know judging by that pattern we're mm-hmm. a couple years at most from the release of another switch i mean mm-hmm. switch 2017 march 2017 switch Lite 2019 switch oled 2021 it's every two years Oh, by the way, this reminds me. A few days ago, I was in a, uh, in a shop, and I saw like fifty copies of Super Mario Three D All Stars, the limited edition. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, okay, sorry, that was just um, were they full price? A curveball. <laughs> I mean, that's send me one. sorry, send me one. Well, how much were they? A full price. Oh. No, 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 I mean, they were the odd one. No, they were price, so like 50 euros. No, 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 no way. Uh, but, but, but yeah, I mean, just closing up the, the, that topic, um, I would really like to have you know, to, to buy the Super Mario 3D All Stars, but all that business crap that Nintendo did that, that oh, this limited edition, both physical and digital, for reason that we don't want to explain and we probably don't know ourselves um so i didn't like that so i won't giving them my money for that thing even though i would very much like to play super mario galaxy again on the switch but it's not even that great of a conversion as well which also part of the reason why i won't go out of my way to get one i mean if i find a used copy for like i don't know 20 euros maybe yes but my money to nintendo for that no yeah, I I think they've become PS4 era Sony now. Uh, Nintendo like they're riding high on this wave of how well the Switch has done. But you're if you remember coming off the back of the back of the Wii U, uh, you know which was horrendous and like almost put them out of business. Uh, yeah. Can they? You know, I mean the Switch is still selling like hotcakes and it annoys me because I want new games. Right? They're still like Mario Kart Eight came out in 2014 and we're still playing mario kart 8 almost a decade later yeah it's boring we'll be an old man by the time nine comes out yeah they they also had to basically hire someone title because (laughs) they aren't a pretty capable doing so they're just like not really uh, putting out much games anymore at this point which you would think, I mean, you got just one console at this point. You even got the 3DS anymore. That's basically almost dead. But then, by today, by this year, 
So release some games. Come on. Yeah. I mean, what, what are you waiting for? The Switch Pro? <laughs> I, it just, I think if I, if they put the games out, think of how much money they could be making. Yeah. That, that's a, I mean, they do, really sometimes they do some business decisions that you're really struggling to understand that don't really make sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, which are, whatever way you spin it, to spin that, what? Why? Who knows? Maybe they don't know. <sighs> so, okay, let's, let's move on. I want to talk about, or directly to, our fan, Will Eichmann. <laughs> I've, I've been teasing to Will. You know, we've been saying, oh, Will, oh, there's something coming for you. And Will, you know, messaged me asking what it was. <laughs> and uh, he still owes me. He, his last message was like weeks ago. And he said, I'm going to play this game. And he hasn't told me, so shame on him. But... Uh, the 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 big thing, uh, Will, is that I'm I'm no longer writing for Adventure Gamers. <laughs> I uh, I have a staff job now. I'm not not freelancing or writing for anyone. Uh, I'm not gonna say any more than that at the moment. But screw you, Will. Screw you. Oh no. Yeah. This is just just antagonize our only listener, <laughs> and is also now betrayed us, and is working for the competition. He's your best friend anyway. So <laughs> I've got it in for him. Is there anything else you uh, you wanted to talk about? Uh, no. I think for our first uh, video outing, so sorry for all the listeners, but uh, uh, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, you so... can, you can shall we tell them, the, the audio listeners, the audio-only folks, where they can find us now. I mean, this is this is the uh, the format going forwards. Um, and for new video folks, subscribe and uh, click that bell. Yeah, do do what he says. You know the angry Italian oh, man. No. But um, you you can listen, catch up on on our previous interesting interviews on the uh, on Anchor .com .fm something slash in the deep end podcast. And there's a Twitter. Go to the Twitter and say hello because no one else does. Um, yes, but, please. But for audio listeners. Uh, we are now on youtube.com slash in the deep end podcast come and watch come and have a look at what we look like yes our beautiful faces live coming to you live i mean sort of live. yeah <laughs> um yeah and but we have uh you know we'll be back next week with a, a very interesting guest uh hopefully yes. we won't say who it is in case it falls through but i don't know what's gonna happen with that he seems pretty crazy yeah that's a <laughs> promise and a threat <laughs> all right all right then thank you everyone for listening thank you